0: BLOB TALK RADIO Good evening, or good afternoon, everyone. This is Baseball Is Good. My name is Corey Engelhardt. I'm the host. I am coming to you on Saturday afternoon um, instead of Thursday evenings, uh, mostly because of scheduling and because I'm um, actually in my house right now maybe for the last time, podcast time, um, I'm getting ready to get it on the market. So it's been a lot of um, painting and ripping up carpet and packing up. And hopefully by the end of October here, we can have everything ready to go and, and hopefully it sells quickly. But um, it's it's been a hectic time. And, and also uh, with the baseball, Major League Baseball playoffs going on, it's been um, an interesting time finding somebody who uh, is – able to be on my little show and talk baseball because the playoffs are in the evenings and they're very enjoyable and hard to pull away from the TV. So I'm, I'm, I'm not a big production. I'm a pretty small production, but I I wanted to thank before he comes on my guest for uh, having the time to chat right now because it worked for my schedule and his schedule to go on, on Saturday this week, instead of, the typical Thursday evening, but um, without further ado, I'm going to bring my my guest on, and we can we can start this show. Bob, are you there? Yes, I'm here. How are you doing there, Corey? I'm good. How about yourself?
1: Great. Uh, a lot happier now that my uh, Cubs made it out of uh, the NLDS.
0: Sure. Yeah, it's been. Really fun to follow. I I, I frankly wish I could uh, have watched more of the games the past week or so. I've just been really busy in my personal personal life, getting a house ready. But um, I didn't even introduce you yet. Your um, how about we start? I'll I'll start by saying who you are online, and then we can get to who you are and and why why we're chatting on a baseball podcast. All right, sounds like a deal. All right, deal. Well, so um. I've known of your name mostly through Twins Daily and through your YouTube channels. You go by Bob Sacramento um, online, and that's how I was able to connect with you and find you that way. Uh, tell me a little about yourself and what you do, and and, um, and we'll get started.
1: Yes, uh, as you were saying, yes, uh, I go by Bob Sacramento. It's kind of an ode to uh, Seinfeld, as it's one of Kramer's friends that you – pretty much never meet at all. You get little references here and there, but that's pretty much the the bit of it. Um, so, yeah, that's the moniker that I've gone under out in real life. I'm, I'm a chiropractor, um, and I specialize in with uh, sports injuries. So, I mean, baseball has always been a pretty much a passion of mine, and I get to try to work
0: it hand-in-hand with business now, too. That's awesome. So, do you ever work with people who are specifically – Working with baseball injuries or is it any any sports related activity injury that you that you specialize in
1: oh it's, it's it's all sports anything from baseball to athletic runners football players um the big one where i'm at down in uh, here in naples florida is uh pickleball right now as it's a uh, very popular with the uh the elderly pretty much it's uh tennis that older people can play
0: <laughs> that's awesome uh well, I'm I'm curious. Uh, have you ever seen just like the movie Rookie of the Year, a 13 year old break their arm and then be able oh, to throw yeah, 105 five yeah. miles an hour? Yeah, Henry yeah. Common, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, not, not, not possible. Um, but it, I have definitely <laughs> seen guys come back that from Tommy John, uh, who are throwing harder. Um, the biggest one I can tell you, Fernando R- Romero. Uh, this year for the twins um, but also then they've had another one coming up with uh, Bruce and our uh, both the guys are now hitting hundred miles an hour before surgery they we're, were in the lower 90s let's put it that way
0: that's awesome so yeah you live in Naples and I know you've had a a, 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 a pretty difficult uh, time over the last month or so with with the hurricane that came through and, and you're pretty much settled now, it sounds like, but how, uh, describe that a little bit. I'm just curious before we get on to the rest of the show.
1: Oh yeah, no problem. I mean, we were, yeah, we were set to uh, do this about a month ago. I want to say right before the uh, hurricane Irma had hit. Um, but yeah, we made off pretty good. Uh, at least we're on here uh, in uh, more, more of the central area. At least uh, the coastlines took big, uh, big hits from the water surges, but a lot of it right now was—I mean—it was pretty much uh, just down trees and debris. Um, but yeah, luckily my office was fine, and my house just lost a couple of nice screens and uh, a water softener. But other than that, a lot <laughs> better than uh, what it could be <laughs> or what it could have been. Sure. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the the worst part I want to say was probably without power for about four days. That uh, down here in with the Florida heat humidity was not not fun. Wouldn't recommend it for anybody. Uh, trying to sleep when it's 85 degrees out with uh, the humidity—it's not not a fun thing to do.
0: Yeah, no argument here. I, I'm I'm glad that I I'm glad that you're uh, have power again and are able to comfortably sleep and not sweat through the night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. So um, we've been chatting, and I, I've followed your – how about we get started by you telling people your Twitter handle and your YouTube channel how they find you, because you're you're pretty prominent as far as Twins Daily and, and, and fans of the Twins especially, but Red Sox too. Um, for the video and, and pictures you put of the players in the Gulf Coast League, among other things.
1: Uh, yeah, and actually I will be putting up more. I've got the uh, World uh, Baseball uh, Championship coming up this week, and it's a perfect game with the top high schoolers in the in the country. Uh, so I've seen the likes of Brendan Rogers and – um, I mean, just countless guys that you'll be seeing up here in the big leagues here in the next couple of years. It's, uh, it's pretty impressive, actually. Uh, but my uh, Twitter handle is uh, TTurbo420. Um, and you can find me on the YouTube channels of just uh, pretty much looking up uh, my, under my real name of uh, John Tarr. And you'll find anything from twins videos. Of, Bunting, some video combination collages that I put together of Twins and Red Sox pitchers, uh, going back to guys of uh, Anderson Espinosa, Michael Kopech, but it's mainly prospects for the most part, and that's kind of where I've always centered on is more of the, the prospect element. Uh, but you'll you'll see it once in a while spring training. You'll get the the Miguel Sano uh, one. I want to say more popular videos that I've. Did take mm-hmm. as a uh, Sano Sano out in the outfield uh, for the first couple of days out in spring training, and it was it was rough, <laughs> rough to say the least, to uh, to watch. Uh, especially when the the guy that he's out there with is another one that you know is not a great defender, but he looks like a Gold Glove caliber compared to when Sano was out there. And <laughs> uh, I, yeah, but, but the best thing that uh, the Twins did was bringing him back to the infield um but i wouldn't be surprised in 5 years that he's either a first baseman or dh he's uh, he likes to hit from <laughs> from the times that i've seen him down here um, all the way from the uh, the in and uh, florida state league that's without question miguel loves to hit
0: <laughs> sure well i mean frankly with the reported potential surgery this off season with inserting a rod in yeah. his like you said five years as far as him DHing or first base. It could be as early as next yeah, year, frankly, yeah. with the surgery like that.
1: Yes, yeah, very much so. Depending on how how quickly the the rehab is um, yeah. with it, I haven't seen the the full report on what what they were going to do. Um, with the last I known, it was just a, a stress reaction that he had been been laying off of.
0: Okay, well, how I'm I'm curious. You are not from Florida. How did you end up in Naples and 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 decide to to stay to stay there because um Naples, Fort Myers, the the Gulf Coast side is is a place that is i dear to my heart as far as vacation and going more in the winter and early spring months than the middle of the summer months. But how did you how did you get to be there and and stay there? I'm I'm just curious.
1: No, yeah, it's, I've uh, pretty much just li- lived all over. I uh, was born in Arizona. I was uh, raised in Illinois. I uh, went to the University of Illinois for my college, and then I ended up packing up and moving out to the West Coast uh, and was out in Portland, Oregon for about five years. That's why I went to chiropractic school. Uh, after that, made a route, uh, closer to the Rockies. And I was in Colorado Springs for five years. And while I was there, um, I was working for another doctor and we had a, a good relationship with, um, some of the other athletes and venues that are around there. So I've got to treat everybody from, uh, professional wrestlers to, uh, PBR riders, um, which are professional bull riders. So it's, A wide variety of yeah, a wide variety. We also had the uh, the Olympic Center that was there in town. So it was it was a nice collage of athletics as well as just your garden variety of you know normal issues of headaches and back pains of normal patients. But yeah, the the sports (laughs) aspect has always been the uh, the part that I enjoy the most. Okay, so and (laughs) and from and from there, yeah. Um, so a long way short. Uh, then I've been here in uh, the Naples, Fort Myers area for about five years now, um, with my own practice and that. So, um, so yeah. It, it what got us down here was the my in-laws had been looking down here, and I mean I can't lie. Having baseball here,
0: 365
1: days uh, a year <laughs> is not a bad thing at all. Um, no matter if it's sure. October, <laughs> January, February the heat of the middle of the summer, there's always baseball being played around here. Um, whether it's perfect game in high school events, traveling ball, the, you know, the minor league, spring training, there's, there's always something going on. Instructionals, there's, I want to say there's only a, a few weeks out of the, the year where there's nothing going on at the, uh, the Twins uh, Complex out there. Uh, as we speak right now, they're out there doing strength and conditioning um, with the players, I believe when I was just out there, there was over 20 of them. Everybody from Moisés uh, Lewis, the newest draft pick, uh, to more established uh, minor league guys, uh, just working on well <laughs> rehabbing and conditioning back up after the long season.
0: Sure. So um, your capacity is follow as far as going to the Twin Site or the Red Sox Stadium or. I feel like the the rays aren't far um from yes. that area, or um the orioles aren't far either as far as I understand or maybe they they've moved but is your um capacity as far as attending those events or or writing up about them or getting video are, are you purely a fan in that aspect are you um do teams ask you to um, evaluate players as far as the professional work you do? How, how does that, how, how, how do you get the access that you do, I guess, to take the photos uh, that, and the video that, that you do?
1: Yeah, that, that is actually just being there, um, being there as a fan. That is, yeah, okay. anyone, anything, yeah, everything that I take is being there just strictly as a fan. Um, there's no behind the scenes access. Anyone can pretty much do it. Uh, when I first came out here, I, Pretty much couldn't believe. Like, why isn't anyone taking pictures or video? What was it not allowed? No, it it's not not that it wasn't allowed. Just no one was out there doing it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you get to see anything from you know, like the guys just working on standard minor minor league bunting, uh, to some of the pitchers back there working on you know other pitches, pitches that <laughs> that they're that they're on. But uh, I mean, I I have been asked by some of the coaches and that did you get did you get video on you know so and so today because we're we want to see and look at uh, where his you know release points at now and um, I will give the the twins credit I've been doing this now probably for four years Uh, in one of the last two they've actually now started to have their own uh, video interns and guys taking video because even the the team wasn't doing it which which I hate to admit to say Um, I was taking more video on that, and I probably have a a bigger collection than they did, at least at
0: that that point, that they did on their own players. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, I I always found it interesting, too. Like, the times outside of spring training that I've been down there, mostly for the Twins, but some for the Red Sox, just to follow the games, I I found it interesting that outside of March, it's pretty much a dead zone as far as attending – as a fan, the activities that go on. And that's just so curious to me, if even, even the, the miracle games that happen, like um, the July, August games are difficult to get fans to attend outside of the Friday night fireworks games because it, uh, well, I mean, Fort Myers area, as far as I understand is um, the median age is a little bit older than some, well, maybe not for Florida, but some of the rest of the country, and maybe that's part of it. Maybe people who are retired don't want to sit outside in the in the sun in the middle of the summer. Is that? Have you do yeah, you think that, that's unique yeah. to Florida as far as why people aren't attending the activities for baseball?
1: Uh, yeah, the, you were you were definitely you know, right there. The uh, the minor league games um, that are out are out here in the middle of. Middle of the dead July and August, the dead heat. Um, I mean, it's it is hard to, for them to to draw to draw crowds. For one, there's a lot of rain rainouts um, and flash you know flash rains that we'll get in the middle middle of the well, game time that they usually play at. Um, you know, it's not for the lack of prospects, and for sure, I mean, because the the team has definitely pushed through their fair share uh, of minor league talent over the last few few years but um no it's i mean the age it, that's definitely part of it the the town is an older older crowd um majority and even for the fans that are there it's it's more of a family uh type atmosphere and uh i mean they they try to to bring the more of the, the kids in but yeah it's, it's 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 elderly it's your family uh there's not too much of a a younger middle-aged or you know, anyone between 18 to 35. There's not too many of those out there unless it's with kids.
0: Sure. Well, um, I wanted to ask why – I guess one of the questions I always ask people on my show since I've started, which hasn't been that long, is why baseball? Like why? why did you get into baseball? Do you have a moment that you remember as a young child as to deciding or figuring out you like baseball, or why – why do you why do you get into it the way you do?
1: Oh yeah, um, I, I'll go back to uh, you know, it goes back you know childhood. It was a thing. My my dad was uh, very much in, into baseball, and he still is. And um, we'll be having a, a talk later on here tonight. He's a huge Dodgers fan, and I'm a Cubs fan, so it's uh, <laughs> it's been a nice rivalry the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, sure. that's. Yeah. And that's how it got started. Uh, my dad, my dad's love of baseball. is definitely passed on. Um, I can w- vividly remember one of my earliest childhood memories is watching Gibson's home run, um, on TV when it, when it happened against Eckersley. Um, and yeah, that's almost 30 years later. and I, I can still vividly recall it. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely been entrenched, uh, with part of my life and, 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 it's the the simplicity of the game while also the complexity. You know, it's just the small things, but it's on how you do it, whether it's the, a button down the line that's, you know, 10 degrees off, and that's the difference between a base hit and uh, an easy out. Yeah, it's, you know, the the chess match of the game. You know, that's, that's pretty much, uh, you know, <laughs> the depth of it. It's it's a thinking man's game. Anyone can pretty much play. Um, but I'll also say I'm I'm left-handed, and being a lefty, that was always a always a bonus as a uh, as a kid. Uh, like, oh, baseball! There you go. That's your sport. Uh, and uh, so I I pitched. I played first base. Uh, I pretty much the, the only positions that you can stick a left-handed kid at. Uh, and I ended up playing through high school, a uh, little bit of junior college. Um, before uh, finding out that yeah, I'm not good enough. Uh, you now <laughs> I think I cracked maybe ninety one time in my uh, entire uh, life, and it was a ball nowhere near uh, the plate. So uh, <laughs> I-, I figured out I'm, I'm better at uh, treating the players than I am was actually
0: of being <laughs> one of the players. <laughs> sure. Well, as a lefty throwing ninety, that's still about eight miles an hour faster than Jamie Moyer was throwing when he was in his <laughs> last couple of years. So that's not terrible. Nothing to sneeze at. That's pretty good. I, 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 feel like I have to say.
1: Like I said, that, that was about a one time. That was more or less more in the, uh, the mid, mid to, mid to lower eighties. Um, but yeah, I I, 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 whenever I get asked how hard you throw, yeah, 90. Yeah. Through, hit, yeah. I hit 90.
0: It might've been one time, but it was still 90. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I think think that's something to hold your hat on. Why not? It's not, not not everybody can say they did that. So that's pretty great. Well, yeah. So um, the, taking the video and attending the uh, practice, is that something that started because you were in Florida or have you been able to be around teams and, and players of, Affiliated leagues or or professional leagues prior to living in the Naples area, like I, I, when you were in Colorado or Oregon.
1: Yeah, yeah, not so much in in Oregon. There's not too much baseball outside of the uh, the colleges uh, out there of uh, Oregon State and uh, and and Oregon, who both have pretty respectable uh, you know pat, pat college. Uh, programs but uh, they have a sure. short season ball short season ball out there and uh, I want to say Salem and Hillsboro but this the area that I had lived at in in the actual Portland uh, they they got rid of their baseball and changed it in for soccer so that was sure <laughs> that was that was a little difficult to take and uh, but I will say yeah uh, soccer has done really well out there uh, in exchange uh, but out in Colorado I I worked with a few of the Sky Sox players, which is the Triple A team, um, but because of that, yeah, there was no no video behind the uh, the scenes access uh, at that point because of uh, the official cap capacity that we were at with the team. Um, but yeah, since being down here in Florida, I pretty much took it upon myself of you know seeing all these guys you know that you've that no one's going to see. <laughs> for at least you now a few more years, but, you know, you get to see them. And the majority of them, the kids love it. You know, they get to send it back home, um, especially, you know, different friends and family, um, the, the, even more so the kids that are, um, not from around here. You know, the, the kids from, you know, the Dominican and Venezuela, Yeah, you know, they, they sure. send their, the YouTube channel and, and that back back home to their family. Um, yeah, you know, the the twins have a couple of prospects from uh, the country of Moldova, um, and they don't get much video <laughs> back of their of the two kids, uh, you know, Petro and Vadim. But I I t- took some video uh, of uh, both of them th- this past spring so that uh, their family could could get back in to see it, and yeah, uh, you know, they were they were quite happy, and that's where I get a, <laughs> probably a lot more of my response back is from the the family and the friends of the uh the players, you know, thanking oh I you know, I haven't seen my son play in, you know, a year or or two. Um yeah. it's great to see so and so play. Yeah, so it's you know, and the players love it too. So it's you know, I I get a lot of them. they love posing for <laughs> posing for pictures of uh some Which more so great, than others. Yeah. yeah. Uh but yeah and you know they like, Oh send you oh, know, send it to me, send it to me. Like, oh just you know, you Follow me up on, you know, on Twitter or one of that. I'll, I'll get it over to you. Um, so, yeah, that that's definitely a, been a, the fun aspect of it. And, you know, getting to see some of the, the kids, you know, behind the scenes, you know, grow over the last couple of years. Um, the one I've probably had the most interaction with, they, I mentioned him earlier, was uh, Fernando Romero. He's one of the sure. top uh, pitching prospects now with the Twins. But I sat on the bench with him probably for the last, you know 2 years while he was rehabbing from uh Tommy John and then following up with his uh knee surgery and just you know joking and kidding uh, around real real nice kid uh loves loves to haze um there's quite a few times you can hear uh, when I'm taking video and you hear me uh, scream out a little bit as he's ripping out one of my leg hairs behind me uh trying to get <laughs> me to mess up on video so uh, uh but yeah <laughs> Real, real real nice kid and loves the the showboat. But, yeah, he's someone that, you know, Twin fans will probably be excited for probably next year, uh, the way that it's looking like that he might make a, a showing out in their bullpen.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, so I was curious, when you're taking video or photos, is there something you're trying each time to capture? Or do you just, do you look at it, not just, but do you look at it as like, I'm going to turn the camera on and see see what unfolds in front of me or, or how. what do you attempt to accomplish by with, with the video that you're taking, I guess?
1: Mechanics. That's pretty much most of it is actually what I, what I am looking at, whether it's the pitcher or the hitter. I'm looking at their mechanics. Um, and what I've done actually, I've gone back over some of the video and I'll go with some of my – my high school kids that I work with down here in Florida, and you know, we'll we'll look at arm actions and you know how yours compares to this you know to this one, and what they can do to help help improve. By by no means I claim to be a pitching coach, but it's it's pretty much trying to get some video, and the more you can see of yourself and versus what the the bigger kids are doing, you know, it it definitely helps out. Uh, but with the the hitters, yeah, you'll you notice. I'll I'll break down some of them going a little bit slower. Um, Royce Lewis, this one drew a drew a lot of uh, ire. Uh, he has a leg kick that he brings all the way all the way up, and uh, you know the, he. I think it was Parker Hagerman, uh at first. You know said <laughs> said he needs to drop it, uh, and it, it wasn't going to last. But he he still has it, and when I asked him about it, he said the team. Hasn't mentioned anything about it yet, so, um, you know, it's one of those things that we'll see, but that's one of the things I like to watch is to see what's changed over the last couple of years, Um, and if you go through the, you know, my YouTube channel, you can pretty much search up a few of the players that I've taken multiple videos on, on on what they've done, either, and mainly it's the pitchers, but a a couple of with the hitters as well.
0: Sure. So I'm curious, if there's a player that you're taking video on, let's say specifically pitching, are you able to Mm -hmm. notice something right away and say like, oh, this person needs to change this, or they're more susceptible to having Tommy John or another type of injury, or this person actually looks really clean and they should be fine, or are you more looking for just the smoothness of it? or "What, What do you look for in mechanics when you're taking video
1: well, it's kind of hard while you're actually watching it. It's more or less when you get it back to the uh, back to the house and able to slow everything down um, that you're able to watch everything from elbow drag um, to how far he's tilting and rotating his hips. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's a lot of you know small little nuances. But while I'm out there, yeah, I mean you can tell. A release point is probably the most obvious one while you're just filming. Um, you can tell when a pitcher is really struggling with his, you know, his release point, he's not, it's nowhere near the same same spot or area uh, as you're watching and taking pictures. I've, I've gone through it. I'm like, it's, you know, it's well off and um, it's, it's always nice to, you know, to pick it out. And then you hear the, uh, one of the coaches mentioning about it too. So that gives you a little bit of like, Oh, I I was right (laughs) Um, about with it. So it.
0: Sure. Well, um I wanted to get into one topic that you mentioned you wanted to chat about and then we can get back to, to baseball, like professional baseball. But you mentioned that you are in a something called a Diamond Mind League. I think I wrote it that down right. Um tell me yeah, about yeah, that. What, did, that yeah. okay. what uh, does that entail? Okay. What is
1: that? Now yeah, now we're getting into my nerd part of baseball, yes. Um diamond mind baseball. <laughs> Which is fun. Yeah, it's uh it's basically it's a, a fantasy league where it's everybody owns their own professional team and you put together a roster and it's everything from the major league ones to a minor league uh, allotment. Uh we've got a a draft that we have for you know the new players coming in as well. Um but we use the Zips projections so if you've ever seen those on FanGraphs, sure. yeah yeah. Uh, and you ever, you wonder why you know why does this you know double A player or single A player have a uh, you know, have a major league projection even though he has no shot of making it? It's pretty much for something like this game because that's what we use. It uses the projections um, that Phipps and Dan Zembrowski puts out, and based on that, the video game Diamond Mind puts it together and it pretty much simulates that a season, and we do it. You know, day by day um, for the games, the injuries that happen in real life, uh, the player gets taken out in the video game. Uh, so someone mm. like myself, yeah, losing a, an Adam Eaton in the first couple weeks uh, kind of <laughs> hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, everybody, like I said, has their own team. They're responsible for roster waiver wire claims. You're, it's a, pretty much your own your own manager. Um of it. You can pull off trades. Uh, well, it's, so it's, you know, it's pretty much everything that there, that there is. And we're now in our, our league championship series, uh, you know, just like we are in pretty much real baseball. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, and we, we go through and then right now it's, you know, simulating, you know, game by game. My team just so happens to be the Minnesota twins. And, uh, hmm. I, uh, yeah, snuck one out, uh, on my first game uh, series against uh, the uh, the Oakland A's, who have a very much loaded roster, um, <laughs> but yes what it is. the game The game is definitely it's a long term build. It's not just a one term, uh, one year thing. Everything continually rolls over. So what you do now impacts what you do in your team in three years. Um, so I mean it's, you want to have a it's one of those things you want to have a a young team but you also want to <laughs> have a you know a some sort of veterans uh, along with it uh, we put in a on our league our and we are <laughs> the league with no name is literally the name of the league um <laughs> but in our in our league we have it you know set up at twenty five you know man active rosters just like in baseball uh we've got a forty man roster and then on top of it your um, six uh, you know, draft picks that you got from the the last M- MLB draft. So, I mean, we literally are taking the guys, the kids that were just, you know, out of high school, out of college. Um, so in this, our next draft coming up, we'll have the, the guys of Royce Lewis and uh, Brandon McKay, uh, Kyle Wright. Uh, those ones will be up for, up for the draft. Um but yeah, otherwise it's yeah you know, like I said it's, it's it's a pretty much baseball game for nerds and we're using uh, the you know as zips for projections so it you know it can get kind of a a little heated for I guess for baseball wise but um, and no matter of projections you know just anything weird can happen uh, you know a, a guy who's uh, usually an ace can be a bum um, or vice versa you can have a a no neighbor turn into a complete star, um, for your team. It just all matters on the projections, what teams based on your, it uses park factors. Um, so it's, I mean, it it tries to be as realistic as it possibly can, but yeah, it's, it's been a, a pretty good experience. Um, wise with it, it definitely keeps you involved in baseball and you want to, uh, and the minor leagues that's a that was another draw for me yeah i'm i'm a if you haven't told sure. i can tell i'm a i'm a big minor league guy so yeah it, it's it's <laughs> uh find, finding the little jewels uh that come on up there that you know that weren't in the draft that people didn't know about so uh it's you know it, it, it's it's a nice little exercise to to prove your smartness and that you're
0: <laughs> smarter than your your friends, which is always good i've i've yeah <laughs> i've heard of of things like out of the park, the so you said it's a video mm-hmm. game. Like, how would people find that so, game that to be able to play it?
1: So yes, uh, Diamond Mind is a uh, downloadable program um, that you can buy. I want to say it was twenty bucks. Uh, you know, so the difference, you know, outside of the park, you can play you know a lot by yourself, and it, it is um, yeah, you can set up leagues as well through that, but it doesn't. Outside the park doesn't use the the zips uh, projection formula. Um, okay. With it, yeah. That that was I want to know the difference. Yeah I, I, yeah, I have a I have outside the park as well that I play around with. Sure. Um, before I was uh, starting to do more of the diamond Mind. um, but yeah, it's you're able. I mean, you know, the the league that I'm in, you know, we've in a couple open spots. Um, so yeah, what you do is you, you, know, you buy the the diamond Mind program. As I said, it's about twenty bucks. Uh, they load up the the league software uh, that came out with it, so it has all the players of all the teams um, on all all their regular teams. And you know, if you're going to want to change it up, you can change it up of basically doing redrafts, re-signings. It's it's yeah you know, similar in the aspect of outside of the park. Yeah, but there is also the a game mode where you can choose. If you want to, you know, pitch around, pitch, you know, if you want to swing away, um, that aspect of it too. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of the general manager side of pulling off the trades, building the organization. Uh, that's that's more my favorite aspect of of it. And same thing with the outside of the park as well.
0: Yeah, that sounds fun. It's it's something that I, um, am. New to it's something that I I think I would get into. I just haven't been around it. When you mentioned it the other day, the the diamond mind, it was, it kind of piqued my interest in a little bit. So I think I'm gonna have to take a look at it. And I appreciate the description.
1: Yeah, yeah, not a problem. I'll, yeah, you can you can set up our our little league. where You can see our uh, you know, our lovely schedule. It follows the real major league schedule. So uh, mean try to make it as real as possible. But yeah. It's, you know, sometimes you'll get to some double-A stars that turn into monster major leaguers <laughs> on a winter sim season. So you can have just like regular baseball, you can have weird
0: things happen. Sure. Well, I um, wanted to get back to, I guess, real baseball then. You said you are a kind of born-and-bred Cubs fan. How, how has the last couple, three years in this postseason been for you?
1: Oh, I'm, I'm a, yeah, amazing. Yeah, there's no lie. <laughs> uh, we well, kind of hope for good things when they had brought in uh, Theo, but yeah, this is beyond expectations. Within on on how it's been, you know, they got a few lucky breaks in that. Uh, this year, probably more lucky than than anything. I'm. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Last year, excited. And after we won, and now so anything after afterwards, will be great. (laughs) Um, but yeah, the, the pitching that they have this season, I'm, I'm not exactly, uh, you know, too enamored and excited about it versus a, a rested team like the Dodgers right now.
0: Sure. Well, so, um, We've before this chat talked about the twins potential moves for the soft season. What do you see as the Cubs doing this soft season? I, I feel like they're going to more than anything attempt to address their pitching, just like the twins may. What do you, what do you, what do you see as the, as the Cubs doing um, going into next year to, to supplement what they have?
1: I, they're going to be looking for more starting pitching and probably more bullpen help. Um, uh, before the the latest here, I would have said that uh, C.J. Edwards was the future closer. Um, here lately, with uh, you know his uh, wildness and pretty much his wildness throughout, it, it's been a, a, little, a little bit more suspect. Uh, but they've got a history that, the Cubs and Epstein wise of not paying for a closer. I mean, they they traded the top prospect in baseball for you know a couple months rental of you know Chapman. Yeah, it's yeah. You know, they traded one of their top, well, <laughs> one, one of their one of their top prospects in Solorio for the year of uh, Wade Davis. Yeah, so
0: sure. it's
1: it's one of those things. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what they'll do wise with it, but yeah, they they don't like to spend the the money there on on the closer. They they seem more or less the ones that they feel they can either pull or produce or trade for, but. Yeah, the cover has gone a little bare here <laughs> you know, lately with all the, all the trades that everybody Perfect else being wise, called up. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But It Doesn't hurt you also when you still have a, the majority of your starting lineup is you know twenty five years old or younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, agreed. I I yeah, I I wouldn't be shocked if they do end up trading uh, Schwarber or at least kicking the tires on it uh, during the, the off season. Um, I <laughs> it if he can if, if he can bring back another starting pitcher that might be something that they'll do but um yeah the, the most of the team is pretty much you know set next year. they have got Almora will be taking a bigger role. Uh with center field Haywards entrenched there with his huge contract. Uh he's going nowhere. Contreras behind the plate, Brian at third. Um uh, Baez and Russell up the middle, and Rizzo, Rizzo with his uh, consistency at first base. I mean, offensively, they're, sure. they're pretty much yeah, they're pretty much set of anything yeah. to go around. Um, it's you know to the point where they you know they might look at trading Schaubra if it if it's something that they can you know get that they really want. Um, but otherwise, I mean, it's not like they don't have the money. They can they can buy the pitching yeah. and Guy, guys like to come to Chicago now with Joe and they've got yeah. some you know got some money in that coming off the books. Arietta most likely won't be back. Um Lackey's pretty much done and retired, so they've got two open spots in the rotation. Sure. Uh, but yeah in the but yeah, you're right in the bullpen it's Rondone, Edwards and Wilson's you know signed <laughs> guaranteed for next year, but yeah, he he's been so shaky to the point there they left him off the the roster here against the Dodgers.
0: Sure. Well, what would you do if you're if you're Theo Epstein? What would you do with this offseason? As far as is there one pitcher, starting pitcher, that you would say you're going to be a Cub and we're going to do everything we can to make sure that you're a Cub?
1: <laughs> I'm trying to think of starting pitching market right off the, the top of my head here. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, my, my first inclination is bringing Wade Davis back um, would be my first thought. And i just finally paying, paying the closer. It's and as I said earlier, is something that I've, I know that they've never liked to do, but it's, you know, it, it's something that he, as you've seen in the, the playoffs already, he's pretty much been the only thing that they've got going uh, out of their own bullpen. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, the yeah next yeah, next year's class of you know free agencies not exactly. I mean, I think you Darvish um, on the list. I'm looking at here, and Jake Arrieta. Uh, both yeah. are on the other side of both are on the other side of 30. Both are going to be wanting. You know, twenty, twenty, twenty-five, you know, plus million, um, you know, out there. Otherwise, yeah, the starting pitching market is not exactly uh, uh too hot out there. Yeah, actually, it's really not nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, Pineda, not much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is really not, yeah, not too much of uh that you can you know, buy at least uh, in, in this off season. So they'll probably kick around looking for, for trades. But one well, of said, there's, there's not too much unless you want to deal maybe Ian Happ or um, see if anyone wants to uh, American league team is more of a believer in uh, Schwarber. And yeah, it's, it's one of those few times that I, I do wish that the, uh, the national league did have a, a DH. <laughs> um, it would solve so many problems for, uh, for the Cubs right now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Schwarber, is, Schwarber, is he going to be a catcher again? Are they going to try him? No. It's, no, it's, no, there's a yeah, catch again.
1: No, there. yeah, it, they might, thre- I mean, always with Joe, there's always a possibility that anything can happen. Um, <laughs> but, with, but with Contreras back there, and they've got Victor Carantini coming up in the minor leagues, and he's close to being ready. So he would be maybe a worst-case scenario of catcher. But, yeah, he's, he's pretty much going to be a, you know, a, a left fielder. He would be at first base if, you know, Rizzo wasn't such an asset.
0: Over yeah, there. good point.
1: I mean, that, yeah. that, I mean that's, he, he would be over there in a heartbeat if, if Rizzo wasn't such a plus defender over there and captain-wise, um, instead just, you know, trying to hide him out in left field. And as you, you know, I don't, I don't know if you saw the game, but he, you know, he, he about crossed one, uh, the other night, um, it was becoming the, the Schwarber game of him just dropping that ball out there. <laughs> um, and sure. he's easy routine ball. Yeah. He's, uh, and he, he, for a big guy, you know, he's athletic. And I saw him down here when he was, uh, with Daytona, you know, just a, you know, big guy. He he looks like a football player when you're up there in, in person mm-hmm. You know, with him. Um, uh, Broad barreled shoulder. He looks every bit of it as, as he is on TV in person. <laughs> um, but yeah, he yeah he can hit the ball hard. <laughs> that's and that that's always going to be his saving grace. He's left-handed and he hits it hard. He has a you know, he has a great eye um, at the plate for the most part. It's just making the contact. That's the suspect part. He can work a count uh, and he can hit a ball you know five hundred feet. Uh, but he can't, you know, he has no real defensive positioning, and um, here in the playoffs, you know, it's especially he's. <laughs> you play the first six innings, and then those last, you know, three innings, we're going to be sending out a, a substitute for you. That's pretty much what mm-hmm. um, Madden's already implemented and done. You know, he's gone with the you know, the, the J Almora, Hayward outfield, or Zobrist out there as well, um, just because of you know, Schwarber's inefficiencies, you know, he's, you know, as I said, yeah, if, if it, if a dream world, yeah, he'd be playing DH right now. And, uh, that's, you know, it's actually, I think both the National League teams have, uh, a, pretty much a stronger, uh, DH candidates than, um, <laughs> you know, even the, Yanke- the Yankees, even the Yankees do right now. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm even just trying to think of yeah, the, the Astros, but yeah. Um, because <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure who, who's DHing for them uh, here tonight, but even then, yeah, the the, the Cubs would love it. You know, that, that saved them in the World Series. You know, it's one mm-hmm. of those things of being the uh, being the road team and having Schwarber in the lineup was uh, much better than being at home and having to mm-hmm. uh,
0: having to fit him. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't, I don't know if a trade would be um, likely between the Cubs and the Yankees, but I have to imagine if, if Schwarber were playing in New York in Yankee Stadium, he would have a decent shot of hitting as many or more home runs than Aaron Judge did this year. That right field yes. porch uh, would look good to yeah. Kyle Schwarber, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, I, I believe uh, Urban Santana said the place was a joke. Isn't that what he, uh, I believe, we call it Yankee he's, Stadium? Because <laughs> he's given up so many home runs. Oh, run balls. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a small park and especially that, that mm-hmm. short porch out there. Um, I know when I, I know when they were talking trade with the uh, Chapman in the last off season, that was the talk that the, the Yankees had wanted Schwarber and the Cubs wouldn't part with it and part with him. So, um, I mean, I, I don't, I don't fault them one bit. You, know, you, you can easily put him out and, you know, DH is much better than what they have right now of, believe it's Ellsbury and Holiday that's what they played with around and Headley yeah. um so pretty yeah. much. <laughs> but I, I will have to give credit to uh to Cashman for putting together a, a hell of a club after
0: it was pretty much shot to hell last year and how quickly he rebuilt that mm-hmm. yeah mostly through the minors it's been kind of fun like I I, I hate saying I'm okay with the Yankees doing well and I wouldn't mind them losing, but they're not a terrible team to like, it's harder for me to hate them when it's younger players that they've developed themselves primarily than just Instead all big time free agents they've signed. Yeah. So yep. I don't, I, I have a harder time hating on the Yankees this year than I have in recent years. And I, I don't, I I guess I'm not that embarrassed to say that out loud. <laughs>
1: No, it, I, and I will. Say Aaron Judge is one of the nicest and you know, sweetest guys that you will ever meet in person. Um, if you ever get the chance, a big giant teddy bear, um, you know, very accommodating to the fans. But he's <laughs> he's one of those players that you watch down here, and you're like, you know, he can he can hit for power, but he had, you know, contact is so suspect. He, I want to say, but I mean, he here. My, uh adam brett walker i mean it's kind of what a, a sure. lot of what you know, reminded me of i mean the power was obviously sure. there um you know he just I mean, he was always you know more athletic than than walker but um you know he's just you know so so big and would hit it so so hard um, of all the teams that uh would, that would be able to turn that uh middling uh you know power prospect into a superstar it just had to be the Yankees. Is, uh, kind of my thought of course you
0: know, it could mm-hmm.
1: happen to uh, you know anyone
0: else yeah of course they had to be the Yankees <laughs> sure agreed <laughs> so I was curious um you kind of mentioned offline before we had this two a couple thoughts on what you think that you thought the twins should do this offseason and I just wanted to get maybe a quick recap of what you think if you were GM of the twins since this since I'm my podcast is in Minnesota um what you would do if you were in in charge?
1: Oh yeah, as I believe, yeah, we had talked about of, you know, trying to uh, to extend uh, extend Dozier um, if you can get him to re-sign back. That's probably got to be priority number one uh, this off season. Outside of trying to buy a starting pitcher, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. yeah, as we just talked about, yeah, there there is not much out on that market. Um, yeah out of that starting starting pitching front so it's it's something that they might actually have to dip into their their farm system and you know trade some of their their surplus uh, positional players i mm-hmm. you know, nick gordon could be a possibility of being dealt out um, and then you know you can always deal you know, with some of the younger arms uh, but yeah the the pitching aspect of, you know, looking at Lance Lynn is going to be a hot name that's out here this this offseason. You know, he's, you know, him, Darvish, it's it's not much to go on. And I don't think they want to make another, you know, long-term commitment mistake like they did beforehand when they shelled out four years to a middling guy like Ricky Nolasco. Sure. Uh, or but, but, yeah, yeah, I, I mean,
0: ex- used like they did, or, or
1: yeah, kind of yeah, so. yeah. After one, yeah, after <laughs> after one one uh, one great season, um, and he had had other seasons beforehand of leading up to it. But yeah, just yeah, of how they did it and how quickly they did it. But yeah, my my first thing is what I was you know trying to find a you know a trade partner, someone that you can uh, match up with, uh, you know, <laughs> to get that young cost controlled starting pitching, I and mean, that's that's the that's pretty much the name of the game of where the twins are at they've got the offense uh it's it's now plugging the the pitching it's as you know said it's been been barren and what they got out of it this year and how far they made it with the pitching that they had is is a, rem- a remarkable aspect in alone um <laughs> especially after they especially after trading away uh, uh Kinsler and the the flopping of uh you know Garcia as well now, who would have known that Cologne would have been such a uh, a force uh, out there at age 45?
0: <laughs> no one. No one would have known that. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, as you know, I you know, said you know, the the twins have a history of whether it's not paying the guys or not paying enough to get the guys out there to play in Minnesota. Um, you know, I don't know, know which one is that, but as they, you know, said, I'm a watch Jake Arietta transform out here as, you know, in the Cubs, Cubs world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's, he's someone who could, you know, he's got the, the off season workout. His you know, he keeps himself nice sleeping in tune. He could, you know, still be good after they have four or five year deal. Um, It just depends mm-hmm. on how much, how much money, I guess, that they're looking at. And from what it all looks, uh, you know, you're talking probably about 25 <laughs> You know, twenty-five million out here this off season. Mm-hmm. You know, fifteen, fifteen million buys you a back-end starter. Now, you know, you want a number two or number three, you're gonna have to deal out a you know twenty million or more. Twenty,
0: twenty-five, so, yeah. yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's if you want to deal, like I said, Arietta is gonna be thirty-two. Give him a four-year contract of, <laughs> of it would have to be probably over twenty-five. You go for more money, shorter terms. Um, mm-hmm. To be more to be more on the safer side, um, but yes, yeah, whether the the Polar family would open the pocketbooks that'll be the the interesting part <laughs> to see. They yeah the team as I said put together this this year had a you know has the makings of all the of a of a of a good dynasty for the next five years ten years. It's what they do with it uh, and how they do with it in the meantime. But as I was saying earlier with you, they, yeah, extending in Dozier, they've got to find out, you know, what to do, what that takes, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, what it what it'll take and what it'll do. Whether he's going to give you a discount, whether he's going to take you to the cleaners and want, you know, a five-year deal. You know, it's mm-hmm. that that's going to be the you know the question. He's gotta have. <laughs> I want to say he's what thirty-one or so now?
0: No, he just turned 30. Are, yeah. He'll be he'll be yeah, 31 30. in May or yeah. June of next year. Yeah.
1: Okay, so at the beginning, yeah, at the beginning of the year. Okay, so yeah, he's he's got a few, you know, a few years. It's whether you know how long you want to commit to that. Sure. And with their and with their system of middle infield prospects coming up, you know, it's one of those things. You got Nick Gordon who's at the door um Royce Lewis will be up there in just a little bit. Uh he, he's going to be a lot faster climber than than what I think a lot of Twins fans thought. And he's I'm going to say he he's going to be a happy surprise and they'll be happy they took him instead of uh one of the the young pitching arms of a Hunter Green or uh Kyle Wright. But well that's good. They uh, they've
0: got like that. Yeah,
1: they that's <laughs> yeah, they yeah, they they've got a good you know the good buildings of the system. Uh, it's like I said, it's figuring out what to do whether to time time to extend or you know look trading him again. But you know you saw what the trade market was last <laughs> last off season, and that was for two years of control uh, for Brian. So with one year of control, it'll you know it's probably even less. So it's like I said, sure. it's the best thing to do is to is it, it to look to see if you can extend him. Uh, but yeah, other than that, they need to go out and build the pen, and I don't know how much they want to build it, as opposed to relying on uh, their young arms. They've got a lot of young arms, whether it's by choice of drafting them or by injury. Now you got guys of you know Tyler J. Hildenberg, Hildenberger out mm-hmm. there. I mean, they've they've got good <laughs> they've got guys. They no longer have to. Re- rely on uh, the scrap heaps as they've that done in the past um but yeah it, it would i mean definitely help if they could you know benefiting getting more of a of a proven shutdown guy instead of you know saying what you <laughs> will say about Kinsler and that he <laughs> he did the job um but yeah they needing more of a you know strikeout dominant uh, pitching pitcher that's what i what I would look at if I was them.
0: Yeah, I kind of think – I know Thad Levine said that uh, in an interview earlier this week that that's what they're going to focus on as far as guys that have a strikeout pitch or two strikeout pitches um, ready to go. I don't know what that entails, but it'll be an interesting offseason maybe both for the Cubs and the Twins who are looking for um, similar assets to acquire, (laughs) I feel like. Not that the Cubs and the Twins are in the same level at the moment, but they're they're, – arguably built similarly where they both have their lineup set and need pitching. Yes. yes. They, they both, that is, they definitely have that both
1: in common. They have the, the young positional players are set. Um, they have even maybe a little extra of the young positional players to the point where mm-hmm. both teams could be in the off season market of, uh, dealing off a little bit of offensive excess for, uh, pitching needs it it depends on how how it shapes up and what other teams turn out to be uh more of the sellers coming out here i mean you've heard everything from you know the pirates of uh garrett cole could be a possibility that's out here what the pirates are going to do so it's it's a lot cards can go a lot of different ways with the time being um and like i said in It'll depend now on how much money the Twins want to throw. It's the the team has definitely turned it around a lot quicker than you know what they had originally envisioned uh, after a hundred hundred loss season just a year year ago.
0: Sure. Well, um, we're God, we're coming up in the hour. Could you? I have one last question that's not really baseball related. But before I ask that, could you one more time say your Twitter handle and help people maybe spell out your name so people can find your YouTube channel so they can watch the videos you take.
1: Yeah, not a problem. Um, uh, my Twitter handle is T turbo four two zero. And on YouTube, you can find me, uh, under my real name of John Tarr, J O N, uh, believe I'm the second one on there on the list. I'm the one with all the uh, <laughs> twins and baseball, twins and baseball video. Um, all entailed on, on there as well.
0: Sure. And yeah, I I enjoy watching, so I appreciate you being able to come on here, but my one question that I haven't asked yet is not baseball related and it's more about living in Florida and it's um, mostly because I know you've posted some things on Facebook too. And it's just funny um, whenever the term Florida man of anything happens <laughs> from Florida <laughs> it i i it's just something that happens like i i like Carl hyacin as a writer I like reading his his novels but um how have you um has something happened since you've lived in Florida for four or five years where you've now accepted that you are a Florida man <laughs> or is it something where oh, um God. nobody like do you do you grow into that concept or how would you explain to family that don't live in Florida, what it's like to live in Florida and how people just do crazy things from there.
1: Yeah. And I, I want to say it's because the sun's out all the time out here. Um, so uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's overexposure to it out here, but yes, uh, yeah. Florida, crazy things happen here more than anywhere else. As I, I said earlier, I've lived in Arizona, Illinois, Colorado, Oregon, Uh, I've traveled all over and um, I don't know if it's something in the water here. Um, I wouldn't consider myself a Florida, um, you know, a a Floridian uh, wise. I'm, I'm still more of a northerner is what they call me um, Um, around here. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's everything just, you know, just the insane of the insane. We just had one here. It was actually right down the street from my house. Uh, Someone tried jumping a canal um with their Corolla. Uh, needless to say it it didn't make it.
0: As you should <laughs> do, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's of things. Like, yeah, like you would think it's a bad idea. No, nah, it's it it happens here. And um I wanna say it's more it's more the locals than uh, the implants, uh wise of the a little bit of the craziness uh, down here. Uh, and you'll, you know, a native when, you know, when you meet them are they're pretty much proud to to tell you I'm a, I'm a native, uh, Floridian. I'm <laughs> um, not one of, not one of you implants. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I've known of a guy, one of my sister-in-law's boyfriends, uh, was trying to get a, a gator out of their canal wise and. Um, yeah, I've tried wrestling around with a gator and it, it 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 didn't go so well. Let's just
0: put it put it that way. Oh shocking. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, it's I mean I everything from you know wildlife just appearing out in the backyard, um, in the middle of town to um yeah, old people driving their cars through the middle of buildings. Um yeah. so yeah, I <laughs> The, the craziness I can't explain, I have not uh, not embraced it. Uh, I have not become the uh, the Florida man. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's, when you see the headline, you're like, yeah, I, I don't even have to read where that's at. I'm pretty much sure that's Florida. Oh, oh it's Florida, yeah. Yeah, the guy eating the other guy's face. You yeah, know, it's Florida, yes.
0: Yep, <laughs> pretty
1: much, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anything anything weird that can go wrong, yeah, it's, it's usually Florida. Um, <laughs> and whether it's a yeah, it's, whether it's a um, mixture of all the hodgepodge of you know the the so much diversity here. There's um, you know you have everybody from you know Cuban to old Northerners moving in from up north. Uh, whether it's Minnesota or New York, New Jersey, uh, Canadians. Sure. And then you have the whole Europeans right now. We've got a big flush of a lot of Germans and uh, French that are coming over here into the area too. So we've got a, it's a very diverse, <laughs> diverse area. Hmm. So uh, you you add all of this together and uh, you know, some of the craziness does, does come out. I mean, I, my first week here, I was rear ended in a parking lot by an 80 year old lady and who was, came out yelling at me, uh, <laughs> for hitting her and <laughs> just one of those things that I, I'm pretty sure that, you know, she was either she shouldn't have been driving, let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Uh yeah. i I yeah. agree with you. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah, if you've,
1: yeah, you've been yeah, if you've been down here enough, you yeah, you know yeah, know how it gets. Uh you'll be in a sixty mile an hour zone and you'll be doing thirty five and you can't pass.
0: <laughs> so it is. Well, yeah. I, I guess uh, overall, anything else? I, I just want to thank you for for this time. I I, I know I took a a good hour of your of your life, and I appreciate you being on the show with me.
1: Yep, no problem. Uh, yep, thank you. I'm sorry for uh, a lot of the rambling on there, but uh, I'm sure you can edit that all out, right, Corey?
0: Nope. I'm not touching any of it. It's it's just all right. <laughs> <Hi, amazing. hi. laughs> <laughs> So there was no swearing. There was nothing, nothing profane or anything like that. And I don't really care if there was anyway, but yeah, I don't, I don't, see any, I don't care that much to edit out or anything. And I just had a, I had a fun time chatting with you. So thank you for, thank you for joining me here. Yeah.
1: No. No, not a problem. It was fun.
0: Great. Well, yeah. Um, I guess one last time, this is baseball is good and I appreciate your time and let's, let's catch up again uh, sometime in the future. All right, yep. Not a problem, I'll talk to the later course. All right, have a good day.
1: All right, bye.